Hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> I oh wish I was here in better circumstances. They're pretty good circumstances, I feel. I mean, they're okay circumstances. They're okay. Yeah. Like, they're good for us to hang out, you know? Absolutely. I like it. I'm glad you're here. Happy to be here. Good. I'm really glad you agreed to do this with me. Yes. Thanks, Mama, for being so open. Absolutely. So, Tate and I are tackling a big one today. We are going to talk about death. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start laughing already. Morbid. Straight up. Morbid. What up? Hello. Um, Loss. Loss. Grief. Thank you. (laughs) Would you like to articulate it nicer for the people? Just. Anyways. You are listening to The Jack Shit Show with Kelsey Henderson. What's up, buddies? How are you? You made it through another week. Congratulations. Hello. Um, if you've made it this far, you, you definitely know that we're tackling a kind of an gnarly subject this week. Um, I do want to put some trigger warnings right up front in this and just some disclaimers. Um, this is a conversation with me and my really good girlfriend, Tate. Um, we've both been through quite a bit of loss, um, not just recently, but for me throughout my life. This is our opinions on things. You may not agree with them and that's okay. Everybody's um, journey through loss is very different and so in things like you know us laughing right off the top or anything like that it is not meant to offend anybody um it is the way that we're speaking about things the opinions we have on things um the way that we kind of view the world this is strictly just our own take on things and although I feel like I kind of don't need to say that I need to say that at the same time because it is a heavy topic um we're not here to make it heavy we wanted it to be very like a very honest talk um we'll kind of get into it a little bit but for me personally I've had death in my life forever. Like I remember when I started dating the ex and within a week, my grandpa and one of my like really good buddies passed away. And that's just kind of like how it goes. You, you know, you heard me on previous podcasts say someone really close to me passed away a week after that breakup. We're going to talk about some more stories in here. Um, I'm very comfortable speaking about it. And so therefore I think, I hope I don't, but I think that I could come across as um, like a little too nonchalant uh, to your liking. So just want to give you the heads up as we head into it. Um, If this is not the episode for you, that's totally cool. We'll see you next week. Um, Totally respect that. And if it is, I'm really glad you're going to have this talk with us. I don't want anyone to ever feel like they're alone in dealing with the loss of someone that they love or somebody who maybe they didn't get closure with. I've been through it all. Um, 
if maybe this is not the episode for you and you're not quite ready to listen to it, come back to it or re- honestly just reach out to me. I'm I'm happy to talk to you about things um, more personally if you kind of don't have feel like you have a good support or um, anything around you. So Anyways, those are the, those are your, those are your trigger warnings. Those are your disclaimers. And, uh, we are going to put a bunch of resources right at the back of this episode and in the show notes. Um, I spoke to quite a few of my friends. I put it kind of out to my Instagram audience and I have a lot of friends who had some really valuable information to share lots of, um, hospice workers, things like that. So enjoy the episode as much as you can. Um, and hopefully it's helpful for you and hopefully you find some good resources. Off to a strong fucking start. Um, yeah. Tate's here to talk about, yeah, loss and grief. And we were both just, um, going to talk about kind of some things I didn't realize personally because I have grown up with a lot of death in my life. Um, I was saying to Tate right before we got on the mic, like I remember being in the first grade and and having to understand right then what death was because I, my best friend at the time, the twins, their little sister passed away, who was mm-hmm. my little sister's best friend. Mm-hmm. And so like I remember tiny casket and like all those things, like... Preschool size casket. You want to talk morbid? That image Mm -hmm. has not Mm -hmm. left my mind. And I was, how old are you in grade one? Yeah, like little. So I've been around death a ton, and it wasn't until maybe like the last few years that I realized that that's not normal for everybody. Like I just thought that like everybody knew people who had died, and I didn't realize that maybe people hadn't known Mm -hmm. and you uh lost your mama this year Mm -hmm. and sort of your first big loss Mm -hmm. probably the ultimate loss absolutely um because you were really close with your mom obviously Mm -hmm. and you just had grandparents I think that's the thing like I think a lot of everybody kind of has grandparents that are gone and that's like a normal like they've got it's a life cycle yeah and just yeah you have to let that go Mm-hmm. So you can't hold on. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I think like, yeah, once you, when you don't lose somebody who's like young or, bef- you know, quote unquote before their time, mm-hmm. then that's a lot easier to process. And so people don't even really, I think, consider like when you ask like, oh, have you dealt with death before? Like, I don't know that people even really consider, they kind of go like, oh yeah, well, my grandparents died like when I was little or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people are losing more people especially as we kind of get into our older years and definitely and I think too yeah like the disease rates have skyrocketed rocketed um mental health as well is a huge Mm -hmm. part like there's just more death at younger ages I feel totally and yeah it's a huge learning curve of how to deal with some that type of loss that was so close to you for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Tate's here because not only is she the most humble and he- wonderful oh human God. being on earth, but she has handled the death of her mother with an amazing grace and dignity. And I think a big part of that is um, because you really pulled on some resources. Mm-hmm. And so instead of me just kind of blabbing on about 
this is how I've dealt with it since I was little. So because I, I like I don't have as much structure to I think what you have to say about it, which I think will be really interesting. So right. And I yeah, I guess why I wanted to come on here wasn't to specifically tell my story of what mm -hmm. happened, but more so for um, a place people can see yeah different tools or kind of more find comfort in in someone in someone else having to deal with the same totally. shit that something else yeah absolutely yeah yeah I think it'll I think you're gonna help a lot of people okay so funny I was talking to my friend about it the other day because I was listening to a um podcast on like the five stages oh yeah. I think there's like six stages now and it's like First one's shock, then it's like depression, anger, blah, blah, blah. And I was telling my friend, I'm like, either I'm at stage zero or stage six. Like, I feel I've like this. I've done it all or I haven't done any of it. Literally, because I just, I can't keep living life with holding on to such mm -hmm. anger and such pain. And I guess the only time I was really angry was when I sat down at the funeral. And mm -hmm. I was like... I don't fucking deserve to be here. No. Like, I don't want to be here. But other than that, it's like, I can't, I do, yeah, I can't move forward with anger about it. Mm -hmm. So I really kind of digged internally um, fast because I wanted to figure out how to not have to deal with that, like, those stages. Yeah. Um, and I guess I would say kind of my toolkit that I... Um, even thought about was you really create you really create a tr tribe mm -hmm. um it was like I had my best friends just honestly I feel like I was on the ground and they just came on top of me and they didn't let any shit like pass me they just yeah. were like I got you mm -hmm. Tate you can show up in any way you want either you can be a bag of shit today or you can be um super motivational but either way just be how you feel mm -hmm. yeah I think that's really important I think like I think masking it is a incredibly unhealthy mm -hmm. way to deal with that I've mm -hmm. seen people do that a lot and it really leads down some um very dark and twisty roads I and I and and I I think it's so important that people face it and deal with it mm -hmm. and I also think a really good point to bring up is that like the more that you continue to deal with death I mean it doesn't just because I've dealt with it a lot and you've dealt with it less in a bigger way um I I think it's important to like for people to know that too like it's one of those things where like you could be talking to me about your mother and I would be upset about like my auntie who died or mm -hmm. I could talk to you about like my friend of a friend of a friend who passed and you will have feelings about your mom's passing mm -hmm. because it's one of those things I think that like it's almost like a it's a ripple effect of like death does not go away mm -hmm. that piece of you will always be with whoever it is that passed and I had somebody I had a good girlfriend of mine who she's done like a bunch of psychology classes and things like that and she was saying that like you know it it, it brings up the loss the feel of loss again and again for whoever so I think the toolkit is super important because although I've dealt with it a ton I like and I can, I think that I can move on a, a lot faster because of that right from those things and not like in a, in a mean way like I'm not like oh, okay like the next day like all right well off we go yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah. I just think that like it, it does uh 
bode well to the fact that there's a toolkit. So mm-hmm. and but, everyone, yeah, everyone deals it with with it in some type of way. Yeah, 100%. but it is important to deal with it because you don't want to go down the dark twisties. No. And that was the thing. It's like, it's, you're so easily slipped into this mind of, um, worst case scenario, what's going to happen. And it's like dark and dark and dark. And I would Mm -hmm. say my biggest resource was faith and believing in something more. Mm -hmm. And I luckily turned to that before any of my mom's, um, diagnosis happened, Mm -hmm. um, where I really went to, believing that there was a higher power and Mm -hmm. that there was a a path that I needed to go on to kind of every day like build build my toolkit and grow and I knew whatever was coming into my life was there for me to work through totally and so I took this as a huge opportunity like my brothers and I would sit down every night when this whole thing was happening and we would just like for example, I would say, do we have any regrets? Like, do we, and this was during it because I never want to feel the guilt mm-hmm. when my mom passed that um, I should have done something more. So mm-hmm. what could we be doing now that we don't want to regret later mm-hmm. on? So really trying to like be proactive in like creating um, <laughs> a healthy and good environment for yeah. everybody. And it was probably really good for your mom too, to mm-hmm. be honest, to mm-hmm. know that you guys were doing those things. Yeah. To keep our right. head around yeah. water for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say for sure just, yeah, my, like my friends, um, faith, um, and I went to, I did do a little bit of counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't, I wouldn't say didn't benefit me a ton because they said like what what can I help you with right and I'm like okay I don't I don't know (laughs) I don't know like you um, tell me yeah it's like I don't um I don't need help I just um I guess I just again I wanted to be proactive and like dealing with what came up Mm -hmm. and I realized I think I was a bit more um ahead of the curve in the sense that I was already taking those steps. Totally. Well, and I think you were too because, like, you were pursuing, like, life coaching before Mm -hmm. and you've done lots of, like, that sort of, like, self-work and, like, Mm -hmm. shadow work and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think you were for sure ahead of the curve when it came to everything. Like, even when, when, like, we found out about your mom, even when you, like, when she went into palliative, like, you knew you had already been working, Mm -hmm. like, on your own shit and Mm -hmm. so I think that that helped you out immensely Mm -hmm. and to that point it's really not playing the victim with Mm -hmm. any of these situations and coming forth again as what is this here to teach me what like how can I yeah how can I grow from this Mm -hmm. and it's a really crappy situation but um there was so many beautiful things that did come out about that like my brothers and I are, have this crazy bond now, mm-hmm. and there's, yeah, there's just so many great things that, unfortunately, came out of a shitty situation. Well, yeah, and, but, like, but that's, I think that's, can be said of, like, lots, right? Like, it, it, I think that when you are faced with whether that is a death of somebody that you love or just a shitty situation in general, you... There is always good. It's the same thing. What's that Mr. Rogers quote or whatever? Like, look for the helpers. Like, in bad situations, you're always supposed to 
like seek out the good things that are coming from that. Mm -hmm. Like, like in a disaster, you look for the people who are helping, like to focus on that instead of the disaster, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing when you're kind of dealing with anything. And I also think that it's so important whether, you know, it's your mom or your friend or whoever has passed, they're fine. Like, oh my gosh. They're good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and they don't want, like, you to be stuck in the place where, like, your life does not need to stop right when they left. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think that's so important. And I, and I really try to, like, convey that to people who are going through it. Like, you should sit in it. You should feel it. You mm-hmm. should grieve that mm-hmm. loss. That mm-hmm. is emotionally traumatizing stuff to go through and and nobody wants to downplay that at all but I also think it's so important like they're good like Mm -hmm. no one's hurting Mm -hmm. nobody that's Mm -hmm. left this earth is in pain like everybody is good they are yeah taking Gucci yeah (laughs) you know they're taken care of they and they don't they would never want you to be sad or or stuck at that spot. And and that doesn't mean that you're letting them go by keeping moving forward. It doesn't mean that. And I think that's important too. Mm -hmm. And there's a big word that I had to really sit with, and it was actually during her diagnosis and after, and that was acceptance. Mm -hmm. I had this crazy... I was actually working with my life coach at the time, and I just... I was so upset and so angry because I was like she's not trying hard enough like she's giving up she and we're all exhausted of telling her what to do and Mm. he looked at me and he said let's reverse roles like let me be you and you be your mom and he said come on mom like you got this blah blah blah." everything that I say and I honestly couldn't even I didn't even want to listen to him I just as my mom said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's so exhausting. The chemo's fucking hard. Like, and it was this incredible rush of like, I I have to accept where she is. I can't be at the top of the mountain being like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then when she passes and regret that I wasn't standing at the bottom, holding her hand on mm-hmm. the way, two steps up even. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was a really big lesson I learned. And then with what you were saying, how they're good up there when, like, you have to come a point where it's accepting that 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 was a, a crazy shit storm. Mm-hmm. But, like, you have to And do move. you think that, like, when you, when you had that moment with your, like, with your life coach, uh, did you, were you able to take that back to your family and, and did that change almost the entire rest of the experience, especially for your mom, do you feel like? And for you guys, too? Yeah. 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 I would say more so for me. I mm-hmm. can't... I don't... Yeah, I find it hard to... With boys, of especially. Of course, of course. But I was just so much more relaxed because... And I was so grateful to just be with her mm-hmm. rather than... I was driving myself mad being... Because I love seeing people's potential and be like... Yes. You're so close. Like, let's go. You are that person. (laughs) Instead, I just needed to be like, here's where you are and let me be with you. Totally. And I think that is incredibly important, especially if if somebody listening to this 
is on that side of it mm. because and like I'd never even thought that you know what I mean like I think that's such an important lesson mm. um because like I'm sure that that changed the the whole rest of the course for your like relationship with your mom too. yeah totally yeah. and I think that's like super special mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best points I've ever heard oh, it's yeah. really smart well, yeah. you gotta go through it. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. What else you got on there? <laughs> I'm like literally looking at my list. I and know. But so it's bad. good because you, because like for me, like I have little things that I can talk about, like, I, I, and stories I can tell about people and things like that. But you actually, and most recently went through it and did the work with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever actually done the work with it because I've just always dealt with it right because people like I said die all the time like I'm just like okay like comes and goes for sure comes and goes and I again like it it doesn't mean I'm any less upset I like my body's covered in tattoos of memorials (laughs) for people like you know but it, it does like bode well to have you have actual tools from your life coach, mm-hmm. from your grievance counselor, like mm-hmm. from these people. So mm-hmm. hit us with the next one, sis. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> well, okay, two things. Um, yeah, there was just even one quote I saw the other day, and it was Glenn Doyle, and she just it wasn't specific about grief, but it was a week ago I felt so sad for no reason. And today I feel so happy for some reason. So that just shows the importance of just to show up mm-hmm. and just to continue putting one foot in front of the other. And that's how I kind of um, took it um, on myself was to really build boundaries with the people that were in my close circle of saying, I don't know if I can show up for you in two days for what you're asking, mm-hmm. um, but I will do my best. And it's really creating... Um, for yourself, almost like a secret, or sorry, it's not secret, but like a, a sacred circle around you, so you don't have to give anything at that time. Yep. And these were my friends that actually constantly reminded me, like, s- just slow down. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be there to mm-hmm. continue and to show up. Just do it. Take what you need, mm-hmm. even though we we've already touched on that. No, but I think it's a good point because. Even at work, like, that's how Tate and I know each other is from work. And even at work, I think we had to tell you to slow down a couple times and Mm -hmm. be like, okay, you need to go home. Like, you need to just, like, not be here. And, like, that's okay. And we, I I mean, I think we did a good job with you. (laughs) Yeah, I never saw, I only saw you cry at work, like, once or twice. So I think we, we did a pretty good job. And, like, but, like, we have a really close team at work who, like, love you, obviously, to pieces. And, like, we're also able to do that for you and, like... So I hope you felt like we did that for you anyways. Oh my gosh, yes. Speaking up for your needs and your boundaries in the times that you're going through this. And And if maybe somebody's listening who has somebody else who's going through it, what's some things that you think are like helpful? Like just kind of not having expectations? Yeah, I, number one, just, I constantly got texts like, let me know if you need anything. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, just fucking do something. <laughs> I'm already sorry because I would have probably texted you that 14 times. 100%. And I'm like, God damn it. I don't know 
what I need right yeah, now. Totally. I could need a hug. I could need a Slurpee. I could need a donut. <laughs> like, I love Slurpees. <laughs> but you know what? Just show up mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. because that's what I need. Mm-hmm. And so that was one huge thing I learned about with someone's going through something is not to ask, but just to do. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. I honestly think that's a big one because I am for sure the person that I don't, I mean, I know that you don't know what you need, but I also like, I don't know what you need either. And right. so I'm for sure the person that's like, call me, Yes. like a hundred percent call me. For I will sure. be there in a heartbeat, like whatever you need, but and like it you get even, a bajillion of those texts. Uh-huh. And so it like, doesn't, it, you could literally bring a glass of water. That yeah. sounds so dumb, but just because you showed up and took the time to do that for me mm-hmm. meant so much in that text of what can I do for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so, just one little thing. No, I think that's so, I honestly think that's a, a huge mm-hmm. thing because that was something I did want to talk to you about too is like what can what can people do if they're on the, the, the side of it? Side. Yeah, of the right. side of it that's like trying to help someone who is going mm-hmm. through something. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. Um, just show up. Just show up. And uh, yeah, like you said, like no expectations. Yeah. I'm not that I think friends put expectations, but... Oh, I guess for another one is, like, when my mom died, I was in full shock for, like, five days. So, I'm getting a million texts, and I'm, people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, not great. (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) I literally don't even know what's going on right now. Yeah. So, like, just here to tell you that the grief doesn't start till three for doesn't matter where everyone's Absolutely. at but three months after so don't forget to check in on yes. those people because when the huge. wave goes down you, they're getting a it's truck huge. in the face because and I think that's so important when I was 16 um one of my really good girlfriends her mom passed away and I I texted her and I said do you want me to come now or do you want me to come after the funeral? And she texted me back and she said, come next month. And I was Mm -hmm. like, 100%. And I went out and that was when, that's so important. Like, what a great point to bring up because it is so important. Like, people are always there right at the beginning. Hey, Mm -hmm. what do you need? How can I help? Da, 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 da. It's not till after. No. It's not till way after. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute shock. At, uh, and you have a bajillion people, people around you. Mm-hmm. People you haven't talked to in 10 years are around you at yeah. that time. Being yeah. like, okay, I'm here. Like, what do you need? I'm going to, like, whatever. It is 100%, like, way down the road. That's when people need you. Mm-hmm. That's 100%. Like, I went out there, I think it was, like, a month, two later. And I ended up being the one that was, like, helping them pack up their mom's house Mm, and mm -hmm. was there for some like major breakdowns and they didn't really have anybody around at that time because everybody had kind of gone back to their own lives so that's a really important like check-in later yeah because everyone like how they grieve is so differently Mm -hmm. and like I said with the in quotations I I don't like that six stage grief process but you don't know where they are at Mm -hmm. that they could be finding meaning from it or they could be in full depression and yeah and so just a checkup then yeah and totally and I think too like again like when you get down the road like that like those people like you didn't really do a shutdown like you've never really done like a full like it could come it could come (laughs) we don't know (laughs) but like it could for sure you could like I but people could be full shutdown mode and like 
n not going to text you back, not going to be mm -hmm. out and about, not going to be active on their, you know, whatever. And that's when it is, I think, probably more important than the initial. Like, of course, it's nice to have like an initial like, hey, how are you? Or, like, is there anything I can do or like show up with a glass of water? <laughs> but it is, it's down the road. Mm -hmm. Very important. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Very, very important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What else you got? What are the six stages? Did you write them down? Um, no, but it's like, um, yeah, shock, um, depression, anger. I don't know if these are totally in order. Um, resentment. Okay, um, sounds right. And I either there's one more or it's fine meaning. Mm, that's like the final the, That's the final It's like finding meaning. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I just have realized that it is such a battle like it December was my f worst month I seriously mm -hmm. would didn't my chest was so heavy I was in I'd sit down in the shower no joke like yeah, I'd yeah. be just so just so heavy whereas now I'm like so excited and I still love life and I'm passionate and excited but um so it's just it's not linear so that's no. why I don't like the stages concept it it's gonna come in huge waves mm -hmm. and if I could speak to anyone that's going through that, it's just, again, one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. Protect yourself. Protect your energy. Find that close group where you just need them. Just say, I'm going to call you at 3 in the morning if I need to. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, having solid people around is a big one. Huge one. Big, big it's, one. And it's tough when people maybe don't have that circle. But um, yeah. I guess that's when you have to take initiative to... To get a friend, make <laughs> make a meet. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing too. And I and you had, and I talked about this a little bit earlier. And like part of the reason that you're comfortable to sit down with me and talk about it is because I'm super comfortable to talk with you about it. Mm -hmm. I know that this is a, a sad topic, but I'm we're not here to make it a sad no. talk. Like you know what I mean? And and people get really uncomfortable with death, yeah. especially if you if people haven't been through it, people get real uncomfortable. I know, it's crazy. I just... But I guess, like, you know, like, a lot of people haven't dealt with it or had to deal with it at all. Like, I know that I, you know, have had death around and, and have experience loss and people don't know how to handle that mm -hmm. like they mm -hmm. just don't like mm -hmm. because of course I you know get sad and like upset about things and and people are like huh like who are you okay like, and you're like yeah. they just kind of like it death is like a scary word to people for and sure it's a back it up like so it it can definitely be hard to find other people that um can can relate well, and yeah. can and can like chat with you about it in a normal sense mm -hmm. do you know what I mean for like, sure I two of my best friends both lost their parents mm. both their dads and like oh straight up don't know where I'd be without no, them that's a huge circle yeah but I think too if people don't have um maybe that that person in their lives um or those two people for you mm -hmm. um I think like there is lots of resources and there's, you yeah. know, there's grief counselors. Yeah. There's, like, fan there's lost groups that you can, like, join. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you from my perspective, like, even if, like, somebody I haven't talked to in 
15 years was like, hey, I know you've gone through this or or know how to talk about it. Like I've just saw somebody like I need to like talk. I need yeah. to talk. Yeah. Go find that person yeah. that you know whose mom died 10 years ago. <laughs> I almost guarantee they have no problem talking about oh, it with no. you. Yeah. And it's and it's a relatable Per, like it's a, somebody who can relate to you mm-hmm. and and get on your level with you and understand mm-hmm. that it's sad but we don't have to talk about it in a like I know I don't <laughs> like I'm doing the same way like, yeah, we're like, both mm-hmm. just making faces like mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with my hands <laughs> yeah right? well and that's yeah I had even written down too just like I went to um a naturopath and I did do Chinese medicine acupuncture and it was really powerful because she worked on opening my heart heart chakra, Ooh. which was really beautiful because it was actually the same time as when I was working on accepting. And so it was like, did you cry? When? When you when she did your acupuncture? No. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I had it. No, I have heard stories that. Yeah, I just wondered if she was doing a fucking heart opener <laughs> on you and you were just like already going oh through the acceptance bench. If you're you're just laying on the table crying. No, no. I don't know, but, um, I found that really beneficial, um, I also wanted to touch on too, because, um, um, if, like, any of the listeners has someone going through cancer or a really intense treatment, how important functional or naturopathic medicine is, mm-hmm. um, because there's a huge mental health aspect to it. Massive. It's this idea identity shift like my mom like not to go into specifics but she there was like this loss of who am I now that I have a terminal illness right because your mom was like quite active oh my god like yeah last person you like constantly hiking and doing racket sports like physically and shape yeah but and so it was really it was a huge mental battle for her to like figure out who she was Mm -hmm. um with a bottle that is injecting chemo. Well, I don't even know these things. <laughs> scary bad drugs. Scary hot drugs the scary into her body, drug. and she's throwing up. And like, yes, there's just I full heartedly believe that with naturopath, just the belief of some like vitamin C shots or turmeric tea, the belief of something helping you mm-hmm. is like it gives me shivers. How much power that. Did your mom do any of that when she was still with us or no? She didn't do no, any of it. No, And I wish, yeah. I wish I did. Yeah. But you didn't know, right? And because, because conventional medicine, specifically to cancer, speaking to cancer, um, they don't, that's not some, something that is taught to Western medicine's standards. Yeah. Like yeah. it's chemo, radiation, kill it. I have a really good girlfriend who is going through it currently she just finished her second round and I'm actually while we're on the subject gonna link her GoFundMe because if anybody's listening we're trying to help our bills out um hi Amy (laughs) I hope you're listening to this during your third round of chemo you got this you got it (laughs) (laughs) um but my girlfriend I had another girlfriend who um same as your mom incredibly active never smoked a cigarette like yoga teacher wow like miss like west coast hippy dippy like down to the earth all these things Mm. super healthy got lung cancer Mm. and uh she what because she was miss hippy dippy 
she didn't do the conventional medicine route against her doctor's wishes. I think that there was, I'm sure, like I don't know the inner workings of her family and her household and things like that, but I'm sure that there was some protest from some people she loved right. along the way somewhere saying like, we want you to go and like do it the traditional way. And she didn't, she never touched it. She went down to Mexico to her doctors because the vitamin C like drips are like not legal here or something like that. Oh. And like she was all, she was full naturopathic and, and I remember talking to her about it and she was like, man, I just, if I'm gonna die, like if I'm gonna die, I would rather just not be sick up until the mm -hmm. point of yeah. that happening. Yeah. Like I would rather have my quality of life and and like not be like in pain all the time. Okay. And for her, like that was the biggest, hugest thing. And I, I think it added like she she lived past what they had expected her to do. Oh and she didn't get like I mean she had her battles and she had to have additional surgery and the cancer spread and it, it did eventually take her um and and she but like she didn't get like that really like down and out sick until right. like the last like two or three weeks of mm. her life mm. and she credited all of that to like doing it everything yeah. The naturopathic way. So I think even though it sounds a little hippy-dippy woo-woo, right. like, well, man, it helps so much. Totally. And, like, I think with her, similar to my mom, she really thought, like, chemo is going to kill me. Like, because mm -hmm. she saw it with my grandpa and he couldn't talk to get throat cancer. And so there was just this belief of this is bad stuff killing cells in my body. Because yeah. it does kill both your good and bad cells. Yeah. And so, like, just... Yeah, Western medicine with the support of naturopathic medicine where they yeah. even help with, yeah, identity loss and the mental health and counseling mm -hmm. just should be going hand in hand. Uh, absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. Because I think you've made a little bit of a decision to switch into that now, haven't you? Yeah. I think that's the best. And I think, too, you'll bring so much to that field because you have the you have this experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and because you've been now like going to treatments and doing that yourself yeah mm -hmm. I just yeah I think with illness yeah it's the body and the mind together yeah totally. and someone needs to be working on the mind while the western medicine's working on your cells right yeah, absolutely so, totally agree that's my take that's your take <laughs> Tate's gonna be a naturopath I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna be there. I'm gonna be your first client oh man yeah. I worked with my naturopath a ton to do like deal with my hives oh yeah. and my chronic illness and uh I mean nothing they kept me comfy but like we couldn't figure out what it was ever like we still yeah, haven't that's crazy it's very annoying wow. my fun girlfriend texted me last night she's like have you watched heal on Netflix like the first oh. person they're talking about has like chronic hives she's like texting me I woke up today with hives She's like, I feel like I put bad juju on you. I was like, I think it's my new laundry detergent, oh but thank God. you. Yeah, Heal was really good. I want to watch it. I think my parents have told me to oh, watch it. it. I haven't so seen it. it was so good. Again, all about the belief and like Is the it? mindset of Yeah, I should watch illness. it then. Yeah, it okay, was I should for sure watch it. Yep, highly recommend. Yeah. 100%. Okay, we love a good TV show <laughs> because the other TV show oh, we love. yeah, let's get into it. Have you watched Surviving Death? Yeah, you oh, bitch. I'm like, who are we asking? Well, the you audience? too. Everybody um, needs to watch I've it. I've watched one episode, but <sighs> I've heard amazing things, and I'm reading a book that is the exact same. Okay. How 
what it, how were you raised to believe in the afterlife if you were at all? Did did your like family what was your cuz you're Christian? Yeah. So, um I wouldn't say at all. I do like when I go to church cuz I still go to church not specifically to pray to Jesus, but to pray to a god. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, not even to pray, but just, you know, to but acknowledge like, a higher like, power. Totally. Um, but they did mention um the devil. So mm-hmm. I always kind of just put hell. heaven and hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the same as me because I was raised Christian. So it, that was, it's heaven and hell and that's it. Mm. <sighs> we have so much to talk about right now. <laughs> we could cut this in two. Oh, we could. Okay, so my girlfriend, Sam, who was the one who passed away from cancer a few years ago. Um, this is how I kind of started getting into this thought process. So I feel like those stories necessary to, to talk about first. Okay. So... Like I said, hippy dippy woody will. Like this girl told me one day, I swear to God, she was like, um, oh, she's telling me about or you know if your photo gets an orb in it? No. Like a little light orb, like oh. those little specks. Yeah. She's like, okay, she's going off. She's like, okay, like all the different um colors are different mean different things like these ones are like guardian angels coming to see mm. you and this color coordinates to this and da 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 okay my eyeballs were in the back of my head I was like okay Sam like it's a sunspot like <laughs> shut up yeah. like I was like you're insane anyways she was telling me this whatever so then she passed away and the day that she passed away, I took the dogs for a walk because I was sobbing and I was like, we got to go outside. Like, I'm going to, like, I got to leave the house. And so I took the dogs for a walk and I took a photo of them on the walk because it was like a beautiful day or whatever. And there was this like humongous blue, like aqua blue orb in the photo. Huge. I have the photo somewhere. It's bizarre. Okay. And she had told me before that the blue ones, like the turquoise ones, are spirits coming to visit you. Mm. And I just spirit sort of, guides, spirit. Uh, or, or just, I think oh, it's just like spirit. spirit. Ko. And I like saw this photo. Immediately had a flashback to rolling my eyes at Sam talking about this, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh god. <laughs> I get home, I text a couple of people this, like, couple of more of our friends. I'm like, oh my god, like, guess what? Like, whatever, this is bizarro. And I, like, sound like a freaking crazy person, but guess what just happened? So, show them the photo. Over the course of the next week and a half, almost every single person that she knew, and, oh, it still gives me goosey bumps to talk about it. Almost every single person that she knew, um near and far like people were literally started sending me screenshots of like her friends like over in like the desert somewhere or like our girlfriend did like a yoga outside for her and there was like this bit everyone gigantic like this color gigantic turquoise orbs in every single photo that we were taking and posting like literally everywhere wow and the follow-up weirdness to that is that her nickname was like the moon child. It was like her um, her yoga instructor had given it to her. And the moon was not in the sky for the entire week and a half that those photos were had the orbs in them. Like not one time. I would go out every night with the dogs trying to find the moon. I couldn't find it in the sky. Never once. And then the day that the moon came back, all the photos like stopped having the orb in them. How... 
freaky is that? Very. Like, it was weird, dude. And that was the first time for me anyways. Like, I... I don't think I ever wanted, like, I just kind of thought, like, okay, everybody's, you know, heaven, like, everybody goes to heaven, like, yeah. that was the thought process I was raised with, and that was kind of the first time, because I, in my house, at, at least, um, that's, we don't really mess with spirits, you don't want to, like, that's too, like, a little bit witchy-woo-woo, -woo. Mm -hmm. like, we don't, that's not what we touch. Right. And that was the first time that I was like, okay, what the fuck? Yeah, you're like, what is this? Yeah. Other... What wow. is this other, like, there's got to be something going on here. Right. Like, that was kind of, and then, um, I, well, when you watch Surviving Death, it's all, like, it's a six-part series on Netflix. You've only watched the first one, which is about, um, like, near-death experiences. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to give too much of the show away, but it's, like, the whole thing is insane. Mm. So, there's an episode on mediumship there's an episode on seances that one's a little dark and twisty i didn't like that one uh and then there's like signs like ghosts or spirits and um reincarnation. and reincarnation and i'm not kidding you i was screaming at the television when i was watching this this is the wildest shit in my life so then i kind of have started like past that time with sam passing started like just like exploring more of that like side of things uh because I just find it so interesting and actually I spoke with this really lovely woman and we were chatting about how like you know that's not something that's like super kosher and like um religious households and and she had said to me but what if it's the same thing and I was like what and she was like, well, doesn't it make sense if, like, God's trying to talk to you and, and you know, quote-unquote miracles exist and all these things, why couldn't God be sending you a spirit guide? Why couldn't God mm. be sending you your mm. these signs? Like, why couldn't that be all along God universe? Like, why would that not be along, like, the same wavelength? And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. And so, and then I had... um my auntie and an uncle both pass um like right around like last year like december january okay and man like the signs that i get like are just like out to lunch like it's bizarro town really? over here yeah so i think it would be like crazy to not think that there's more and you are like well you're gonna now go home and binge this show if you know it's good for you yeah but you're reading a book too right about yeah. like what's the book um it's called messages from above okay um monica the median and it brought me so much comfort over the last month because i also have yeah been down like a spiritual path in mm -hmm. the last like year and a half and um I've been, yeah, connecting actually with spirit guides. Oh. So, well, not, not like actively, but I, <gasps> oh like, God. I know archangels and I know ascended masters. And so it's going to sound so weird. Yeah, no, we, no, this is what I mean. Like, and that's why I love this shit because mm. it does sound so woo woo until that yeah. stuff starts happening to you and you're like, okay, yeah. hold on. A hundred percent. And What's so fascinating is, like, how Monica describes it. I'll quickly just explain this. Is, um, 
we so everyone has a soul okay and there is no hell so she has connected with thousands and thousands of well dead people or spirits and not one of them has ever been like this is i'm in a dark place i'm in a horrible place like even surviving death people in the after or who had near death experiences weren't being like this is horrible yeah. like it's all beauty it's all radiant light it's like almost like our soul in human form has fears and ego and um, perspectives whereas when you're above and you're closer to God I would say you're like it's just a spirit of love totally and when people describe a higher self it is your a higher self is your soul at mm. above in heaven and when people describe a higher self it's like full of love, full of gratitude. And that's where a lot of spiritual people want to um, go to. Like right. from a, from like a human form with ego to a higher self of love. And um, it was so beautiful to hear her kind of say that everyone who's passed on is in a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. And is... Every message she's gotten from a kid who's passed away, it's always like, don't worry about me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I have no resentment to the person that killed me or I have no resentment to how I, like, I have felt no pain. And um, it just seems like the passing is more beautiful than what I think Totally. Like, then what we would, like, perceive it as... Uh, yeah. As... It, well, it's like death. Like, people... Yeah. There's not a Again, great people, rank that. No. Like, and people... And that same thing as we were talking about before. Like, people really shy away from the topic and the subject and, and the whole mm -hmm. bit of it in general, mm -hmm. I think. I remember my... My great-grandma, because I've been lucky enough, like, I've known all my great-grandparents, mm -hmm. almost. I've, like, I was with my grandmother when she passed. Like, I have, like I said, been very close with death for a long time. And I remember my great-grandma sitting me down and telling me a story one time. So my great-grandma, when I was, like, two, she was in the hospital for something, and something came unhooked. Like, she had pneumonia or something. Okay. And one of her, like somebody stepped up kinked her oxygen or like something happened I can't exactly remember and she died and she describes exactly what all those people on surviving death the first episode are describing like going into this she sat me down when I was 20 and told me this story and I was like <laughs> what so she goes she's like I walked towards this like super warm beautiful light. light like it was just like this gorgeous feeling of like just being at peace and then she said behind her she could hear somebody telling her that she had to tell me something. I was two years old. What did she have to tell me? Somebody was like, you have to go back and tell Kelsey this. Like, you have to go back. You have to turn around. And so she turned around and walked away and she came back. Get back into a human form? Yeah. <laughs> and then she couldn't remember what she had to tell me. I was like, well, you waited 18 years. Like, didn't you want to write this down on a post-it note? Like, you probably could have saved me. You probably yeah. had the secret to life. Like, Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah. So, and I think too, because she told me that story, like, and her and I were very close. Like, I've always kind of felt like she protects me in a way. Mm. And so that got me and my mom 
talking about that whole narrative of like, well, maybe it all does blend together. Maybe all those threads do weave together the mm. sort of spiritual and the, and the religious and like why I don't know if it's possible for you to believe in God miracles and not believe in signs and mm. spirits. Like, mm. I just don't know that that's a, something that you can do and like you can't tell me that there's a big man in the sky looking after us but you can't tell me that you're gonna try and tell me that my like auntie can't come and send me a feather when I ask for one you know what I mean <laughs> mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so it's such an interesting like mm-hmm. conversation topic I think and and whatever you believe like I think it's important to at least believe that the people that you love are like in a good place yeah yeah I mean I don't yeah, like, my brother doesn't believe in anything. Mm. It's just, you die, you're dead. Right. And I just, I seriously don't know how I could grieve in a, not more, not necessarily positive, but. But in a healthy. In a healthy way without the belief that, like, she's up there. Yeah. She, she's looking at us. She's, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and even before she died, my the doctor said that she was quite, like, delusional, and it's because she was going in between realms. Like, mm. she she was out, like, literally, essentially in that, in heaven, mm. and back in a physical body. So it was, like, very difficult to, for her to, like, make out sentences of what was really happening. Mm. Like, she would explain, like... Well, you'll, and you'll get into, like, in the... I want you to keep going with that thought. Okay. Sorry, you go oh, down. No. no, but that was it. It was just, yeah... But you could tell that it was too... You could tell she was, like, having, like, delusions of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a Western doctor, like, at a hospice. Yeah, told me that. Yeah, they did. So you'll see in Surviving Death, when you get into it, they... One of the studies that they follow for a little bit is people who are in hospice and Mm. the amount of people who report visions Mm. when they are in their end of life care and it's a western study it's done down in the states and it's all about how they see their loved ones coming to get them yeah and i heard that it is incredibly beautiful whether you believe it in something or not i think that when it gets to be the end of your life, like, wouldn't you like your people to come and get you? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that's what even Monica, I mean, was saying is just like, she's not scared of death because she has so many spirits and so many people like expressing how beautiful it is when they do come up. So mm-hmm. she's like, I ain't scared of that. Yeah, I ain't scared. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When my time comes, my time yeah. comes. I yeah. told, I completely agree. And yeah, like that, the, the study is incredibly wild. Mm-hmm. Like to watch these people say that like they're seeing like people come back for them. And even little kids, they said they're like, they were quoting like this little kid and he was saying like his dog was, was there. Like. That's wild. It's so cool. And, and I, yeah, it's very, it's like that whole world is very the spiritual kind of studies and like all that stuff is very wild to me and I and I I used to really roll my eyes at all of that and I think I think even though it's instilled in me that there is like a heaven and a hell I think that I still just kind of like you don't really like it's how can your brain compute that like we're not meant to be able to understand things that we can't like put in a box do you know what I mean so I think it's like and people, yeah, there's no rush or there's no, people don't, will never f- just instantly be like, okay, I believe in God. Like you have, there's mm-hmm. a process of like, 
like having someone pass is how I went on this path mm-hmm. and like you really kind of just dip your toes in and then mm-hmm. um you do see like there is there's stuff everywhere yeah yeah it's very weird it's it's um yeah I the spiritual quote-unquote spiritual journey that we're all taking <laughs> together <laughs> oh my god right yeah. though like yeah. it's so hippy dippy to like to say that like you like it yeah, it's just all very strange. Like, to think that, like, those people are still around and, like, or, mm-hmm. like, you know, even that, yeah, I don't know. There was know. one thing that Monica said that I really liked, and it was, because obviously people have so many questions about this, and mm. there was one question, and it was, like, well, what about the killers? Or, like, mm. what about, where do the bad people go? Mm-hmm. And it's actually, so she said it's almost essentially kind of, like, layers um, again, so there's oh. no there's no hell, but it's just like layers, and the more you are connected to divine, you are connected to God or like spirit mm-hmm. or, and I would I'm pointing I'm holding my chest because I would say myself like mm-hmm. your that that's your soul mm-hmm. that's who you are, so the more connected you are here and you act with like love and gratitude the kind of higher up on the level you are. So there's no seven layers of hell, but there's seven <laughs> layers of heaven. Yeah, I guess. And, and the, which makes sense because then the people who aren't as connected are just, um, like, they're kind of, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean? kind of floating around. Yeah. Like, where the fuck am I? Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah. Yeah, so fu- so weird. So I crazy. really want to see my girlfriend. Um, very recently saw a medium here in town, mm. a medium psychic. Mm. And... Like, and again, this is not to say that there aren't people out there, like, who are going to sell you snake oil and totally be, like, it's easy to fake a lot of that stuff. And again, there's a whole episode on the skepticism of that part of this in, um, in Surviving Death. But she saw one recently who, um, was so, like, able to pick out such specific mm. things to talk to her about that she was like there's no way I can't listen to that right you know and like I, I really want to go see her I should get your her your number mm. or you her number rather too because it's I just think that's so fascinating mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah I'm like I I believe it it's I'm- my dream to have like somebody come up to me on the street and be like, your grandmother's no, coming. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your mother is coming through to you. Your mother's coming through. <laughs> I would funny. be like... Because that's what the girl does. She's literally oh. like... One time she she's like, I was in a bathroom drunk and I couldn't... This girl's mom was coming out oh my God. beside me so much that I literally had to be like, I'm so... Hey, lady. Hey, lady. <laughs> well, I had to... So I had another girlfriend. She's actually going to come on a future podcast, but... I had a girlfriend who, her, this is a weird one, her um, fiancé passed away, and I, he passed away, and, like, I didn't know him, Uh, like, I had met him, like, once, maybe twice, so it was a very weird, like, kind of experience to have to tell her, so I, about a week after he died, I started having dreams every night in a row. This old man came into my dream. And he kept telling me it was my grandpa Bill. I never met my grandpa Bill. Never met him. He kept coming down and he kept saying, you have to tell her that I have him and he's good. You have to tell her I have him and he's good. He he came every night. I had the dream probably four nights in a row before I was like, fuck, I gotta fucking tell her this? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I woke up in the morning and I like texted her and I was like, okay, 
I know you're like kind of into the woo-woo, but like I got a real woo-woo thing to tell you. <laughs> and I don't know, like I, it, it'll just be every once in a while that those dreams will happen to me where I like it, I keep dreaming about like a certain person and I'll like text them just to be like, Hey, like, are you good? Like, or whatever, just to like do a check-in. But this one was so specific. And so I told her, I said, my grandpa Bill keeps coming to me in my dreams and like telling me that he's got your fiance and like everything's fine. And she, I was like, if you don't like want to respond to this, cause like how the yeah, fuck are you yeah, supposed to respond yeah, to that? Yeah. If someone texts you and was like, Hey, your mom keeps checking in on my dreams here. Like <laughs> just want to let you know she's good. Like you'd be like, okay. Yeah. Like, so I texted her and I was like, so that's what happened. And like, you don't need to like respond. That's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to tell you that. And she was a so thankful. Thank fucking God. Cause yeah. I was like ready for her to be like, don't ever talk to me again. Oh my God. But she was like, thank you so much. What a comforting message to like have. She's also quite religious. So mm. she was like, I think that helped her a lot. Mm. And the dream stopped after that. Mm. That was the last time I had the dream. Dude, you might have spirit really coming through you. <laughs> Am I magic? Oh my god. Am I magic? Get ready for mediumship with Kels. We're actually shifting the entire direction of this podcast. I'm going to become a medium. How fucking weird is that though? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, it was wild. I think that's really good that you reached out. You needed to. Yeah, I had to, but it was, but that, I feel, I like, I 100% in that moment, like her, her being drunk in a bathroom, being like, yeah right because I just was like mine wasn't like I'm not a anybody like yeah. and I was like oh my god like okay like yeah. I have to go tell somebody that my dad grandpa that I ne- great grandpa that I even never met is telling me to tell them that her fiance is good like okay great that's gonna help her like fuck. but it stopped like it totally stopped after that and I just like I get weird signs and stuff like all the time so like I just I think I think they're always there and that's the other thing that I've kind of like learned in dealing with death and kind of getting more into the weird side of things quote-unquote weird side (laughs) um is that like those signs and things like that are always there it's just whether you're paying attention to them or not yeah absolutely so yeah yeah well I don't know here we are anyway 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 what else you got anything any solid points to close us out just I mean protect your heart yeah by I would say just always setting those boundaries and Mm -hmm. putting boundaries are healthy yeah putting yourself first yeah and and making sure that other people know that your needs come first when you're going through some shit yeah yeah and it's hard it's I feel, I don't know why the human character is, like, <laughs> sorry, the dogs are looking at me. Hungry dogs. But, um, yeah, just our human nature is to care for others first, and when shit absolutely hits the fan, it's so important to build a foundation for yourself, um, that you can stand on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree, and it's, it all comes out of, like, can't pour from an, from an empty cup, but... Um, thank anyway. you for coming to talk to me about this. I oh, really appreciate yes. you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is the first time I've talked, so. Yeah. I feel like, again, baby steps. Baby steps. Is there anything that you feel like you, like, even want to just say out into the universe or, like, get off your chest or, or, I don't know. Um, 
I think just keeping kind of your heart open, mm-hmm. keeping your mind open to, like I say, the spirituality side because almost the more kind of I wasn't searching for that book. I wasn't needing anything, mm. but it's almost like these things come into your lives mm-hmm. and it kind of just flows when you are um, needing something like yeah, that. Yeah, I totally agree. And to just, you know, not to, to not shut down because the yeah. world, the universe is constantly bringing us so many beautiful gifts and to um, kind of keep those in your back pockets as things to move forward with. Yeah. yeah, I think that's really nice. But I think that's it. Okay, that's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful clothes. All right, well, I love you. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. I think that was fantastic. Good. I mean, you know better than me. I'm just... I guess what time yeah. it is. So, that was our take. Um, whether you agreed with any, some all of what we said. Uh, I really do want to reiterate that you are not alone in grief ever. There are, I have at least 20 messages in front of me right now, uh, people telling me how they have dealt with their own griefs. And, um, I know that it can feel like you're the only one who knows what you're going through and and to a degree that's definitely true, but um, you're not alone. So I did want to read you some of the tips that people had kind of sent me. A lot of them are reoccurring. Um, grief counseling, therapy. Honey, it's 2021. We all go to therapy now, okay? It is not a big deal. Call a therapist. Find a therapist. Guaranteed, you have three friends in therapy who can recommend you a good one. Um, A big one that came up um, with some people who have lost people themselves and a few of the hospice workers that I know... um, their big one was to not try to bypass the grief. Um, and you need to sit in it and you need to deal with it because that will uh, present itself and manifest itself in different ways. I had a girlfriend of mine say that um, when she lost someone super close to her, she just started like really like, you know, numbing it, partying, drinking a ton not that that's a huge option right now, um, but it's definitely something that happens a lot. I've seen it happen a lot. Um, that was kind of that dark twisty that Tate and I were talking about right off the hop. So definitely seek out some resources. Do not try to mask what you're going through. Um, another one was um, being prepared for um, certain dates like anniversaries or birthdays or just learning to be prepared for painful reminders like that is super helpful. Um, somebody had messaged me, um, that there's a lot of guilt around suicide. Oh, this one make me, this one might make me cry. Um, and so having somebody that's super close that you can talk to about those guilty feelings or again, like seeking out professional help in those instances is um, 
super, super important and giving yourself permission to be really sad. Um, one of the things that I've always done, um, is write letters. And this was one that came up a couple of times too. Um, I write people that have passed letters, like they're still here. And it's super, super, um, therapeutic to get some of the that stuff out on paper, whether that's something that you wanted to like tell them for the day or you were thinking of them or something made you, you know, reminded of whatever, blah, blah, blah. Write it down, pretend that they're still here and just get it out of your system. It sounds so silly, but it will, it genuinely will make you feel so much better. Um, another tip that a girlfriend had given me that I really liked was, um, saving certain things. Um, she had had a parent that passed away. And I think sometimes if you're in a position where you have a house full of things, it, it's hard to go through those things. And it is also hard to get rid of things. And I totally understand that. And I think those, that part of it comes in its own time. Um, but she had told me that she uh, has just like a box with a few of her favorite things, uh, a sweater and a hairbrush and things like that. And when she's really like missing that person, she just goes into that box and, and kind of has those super special things um, that she'll just never get rid of. And so, you know, getting something, something sort of trinkety like that, um, I think so that you're not, you're, you don't want to drown in being surrounded by memories of that either. And it doesn't mean that you love that person any less. It doesn't mean that you are moving on. It just means you're taking some healthy steps forward. Um, the hospice uh, facility in your area would definitely be a fantastic place to start um, when you're looking for resources. Most of them do offer um, some sort of grief counseling or um, access to like some free therapy. So if you are kind of at a loss of where to start, that would be a great place. Yeah, I think that's all, that's all the main ones that I had to tell you. Um, I... I want you to know that uh, such a, I don't know even what the right way to say it is. I, I posted this on my Instagram, but I, I feel that it bears, um, good to read it here too. And so this was from someone I know who, uh, recently passed this year. This was our last conversation because she knew she was going. Um, she said, I love to see you enjoy every bit of your life. I love and admire your soul, smile and energy. And most of all, this world needs more strong ladies like you. I'm nearing the end of my cancer struggles and just wanted to let you know what a big smile you have brought to my face, even though I've not seen it in years. I love you. And we had some back and forth and um, 
and she just said, you're a badass. My spirit will always be with you, girl. And I, oh, sorry. <laughs> I want everybody to, um, to really feel that the people who have, have left us, um, their spirits are definitely still with us and definitely looking after us. And I think that's something that you should hold on to with whatever you're going through. And, uh, yeah. Remember that none of us know Jack about the afterlife or what happens to us. And so I, for one, would um, much prefer to believe that. I'll see you next week. We'll make it happier, I swear. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. Now, um, last but not least, you did hear me talk about my girlfriend, Amy. If you follow me uh, personally, you have seen me post about it for sure. Um, she just had her 27th birthday, and last year, while already having, you know, a pretty rough year as is, she... Um, got diagnosed with a very rare form of breast cancer. Uh, her treatment plan is quite aggressive and she is navigating um, not only that, but insurance and all these different things. Um, and so she does have a GoFundMe. Um, I'm going to link it in the show notes with the rest of the uh, resources that we laid out today. Um, no pressure. Please don't feel inclined. Um, if you would like to kind of help out in a small way, I am going to make a uh, monetary donation for every comment on the Instagram post today for this episode. So if you're not financially able, um, just head over to Instagram at the Jack Shit Show. And I don't care if you just leave an emoji, doesn't matter. We'll get uh, we'll get the gang gang to support our girl and uh, I'd really love that and appreciate that because I may not know Jack but I do know that we got to take care of each other on this planet so that's all for this week love y'all <laughs>